Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Mason and Milwaukee Street is where we're headed today on Urban Spelunking to Hotel Metro. Yeah. It's a beautiful building. Have you ever looked at that building? We've been to that building. In fact, 88.9 has had a holiday party or two at that Hotel Metro. And it's, uh, you know, it, it goes back to really the, the height of the Art Deco uh, architecture trend in Milwaukee. Yeah, it was designed by the Eschweilers, who were well known, and uh, did some other Art Deco buildings around that time. Uh, but this is sort of one of the highest profile ones because it's right in the heart of downtown. And it has this really distinctive look to it, this rounded corner right on Mason and Milwaukee Street. Which is beautiful, isn't it? That's really nice. Yeah. So it's a hotel now, but going back to the 1930s when it was originally built, this was home to a uh, real estate firm. Yeah, a real estate company built the building and they um, owned a lot of property in Milwaukee and they built a lot of buildings. Another one is that Art Deco one that's on the northwest corner of 6th in Wisconsin. Okay. Um, so they hired the Eschweilers to designed this super modern, like ultra modern office building that was going to have all the amenities, like yeah. everything, everything the modern man uh, or woman, although at the time I think they probably just said modern man. They, they definitely just said the modern yeah. man. So what was like the height of modern design in the 1930s for the modern man? Oh, well, what they were really interested in was promoting the fact that it was the first building in Milwaukee to have year-round air conditioning. Hey, hey all right. Like heat in the winter, presumably, and, yeah. and cool air in the summer. So um, that, that's kind of strange to me that it took all the way to the 1930s for, I mean, this was, a, I imagine, a major selling point for a building to have air conditioning in the summer in the I, 1930s. Right? Yeah, I think so. And I think maybe there were bu- there were buildings that probably had some yeah. variation on this, but they, they were arguing that theirs was the first to have it complete throughout the building year-round you know, 12 months out of the year. Nice, nice. Um, but they also had, they talked about how the the window frames and glass were all perfect for sort of, you know, keeping out the glare. Okay. In the daytime, they had their flooring was going to be easy on your feet. They really were just sort of wow. thinking about every aspect. And they had offices of different sizes, but they had also had offices that were designed specifically for doctors. And they okay. were, were going to have an elevator that could fit gurneys if people needed to be wheeled in, I guess, on a on a gurney. And then those doctor's offices would have things like special things they'd need to like clean instruments and stuff like that. So for years, it it remained as the the home to this uh, real estate company. And then after that, it became just like general office buildings? Well, it was a general office building then, too. They had their office there and they owned it, but they rented out to the offices to different people. And it did that. It was like that through the 90s. It was an office building, you know, and it had by the uh, early to mid nineties it had started to get a little rough around the edges, I think. And then uh Blunt Ellis and Lowy had been in there, they moved out and it sat vacant briefly. Um and then the hotel happened in uh nineteen ninety eight. So nineteen ninety eight Hotel Metro moves in, uh really remodels everything inside, right? I mean, uh of course some of the art deco details you could still see inside and outside, but uh, it was like a complete remodel, right? Yeah, complete remodel. And um it really changed, I think, how we viewed this building, which I think people just sort of looked past for a lot of years because it had, again, it just didn't have its its glitz and glamour anymore. Um, but Hotel Metro really did bring that back. So when you go inside now, what kind of Art Deco original details do you see? There's not a ton, except in when you go in on the Mason Street side where there's an awning that comes out. If you go in there, there's like, it's an elevator lobby and there's a lot of stuff in there, like okay. moldings and uh, original old brass 
building directory and mailbox and some things like that. Yeah, that is a very special looking mailbox. It really is. Yeah, yeah. there's big gold lettering. and mm-hmm. Otherwise, there's not a lot left, um, I think. And it, it's not entirely due to the metro either. I mean, I think a lot of it had gone over the years in various renovations and things. So it's been this boutique hotel for the last 20 years, and it's about to get a little bit boutiquier. We're going to talk more about the future of this building coming up next on Urban Spelunking. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. And we are back at Hotel Metro. And as we mentioned, Bobby, it's about to get a lot boutique here. And Hotel Metro, in fact, has plans to renovate the building and it, it's going to be reconfigured a little bit. Same number of rooms, but yeah. the inside's going to look uh, quite a bit different from what we understand. Yeah. And it's going to, they're not going to close doing it. They're going to do it while they're open. They're going to start on the top floor this fall um, and do a floor at a time. You know, so by the uh, by early next summer, it should be complete and all the rooms will have been redone. Um, I think it will still have the same floor plan, but the decor is going to be much different and, and it's just going to get a boost in terms of bringing it up to date because, you know, 20 years for a hotel is a pretty yeah. long time in the life of a hotel's interior. So it will have the same ownership. It's still going to be owned by the Ogden family, which uh, is the family that bought it to open the Metro. But um, instead of being a completely independent boutique brand, it's going to be uh, a boutique hotel, a luxurious boutique hotel underneath the Marriott Autograph Collection. Okay. Center. So they, they said that it's going to kind of be between somewhere between the Iron Horse and the Fister, right? Yeah. I mean, I think they're going for sort of um, elegant like the Fister, but not excessively so that people don't feel like that it's casual enough, you know? Sure. But they also want to be sort of like super modern vibe like the um, like the Iron Horse, but maybe a little, you know, the Iron Horse is very masculine kind of looking. I think yeah. they want to be a little more masculine and feminine. Sure. You know? So yeah, I think that's that's where they're aiming to land is sort of between those two. But that gives you definitely a sense of that they're kind of aiming high, right? I right. Mean, so elegance, but maybe not opulence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got you it. Go. Beautiful. I, you should write ad copy. I should write ad copy. Sure. Yeah, they can they can save that. that <laughs> that's, that's right. All right. So uh, any idea about the timeline here? Did they were they able to provide you any renderings or uh, any dates or they have? Kind of- well, they have some renderings and they're gonna um, release those relatively soon. But they had not as of the time that I had met with them for the story. Um, and at the time we're recording this, they still have not. Um, but yeah, they're going to start in, uh, in fall on that first, on the top floor and work their way down a floor at a time. And they expect to be done by the, by early next summer. Well, we're going to be watching closely the future of this building, the site of hotel Metro as it undergoes this renovation this fall. You can find more of our podcasts at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcast podcasts on 88.9 are produced by Tyrone Miller Handcrafted Sonic Inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from On Milwaukee and your membership. Subscribe to this and all of our podcasts right here at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts. On Milwaukee's Bobby Tensilo. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.